Podcasting Couch. I'm your host, Jay, a.k.a. The Program. And as you guys can see, we are in a new environment today. This is Toronto Sports Performance, and I'm sitting over here with Josh Delore, uh, the CEO of Toronto Sports Performance. As you guys can see there, unleash your inner goat. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Josh over here introduce himself for you guys. Yeah, I just want to first of all say thank you for having me on the podcast, Jay. Um, no problem. It's, it's a pleasure. Um, so yeah, my name is Joshua Delore. I would say before uh, CEO or co-founder, I'm, I'm a brother, uh, a son, um, a partner, um, a, a, a homie, um, and all of that before I am a CEO, co-founder of, of, of Toronto Sports Performance. I also co-founder of District, um, which is um, something we could dive into as we get into the podcast. For but, sure. Yeah, that's a little introduction about me. For sure. So what started this? That's a, <laughs> that, I feel like my answer always changes every time someone uh, asks me this. But to kind of give you guys a story, uh, so my co-founder, George McKay, Dr. George McHale, we were roommates in Wilfrid Laurier University. So the story kind of goes back then where um, where we met um, and, and we bonded um, being roommates for, for years and, and living away from home and getting to experience like everything to what that entails. Um, he went to Cairo school and I actually, um, uh, my first career was I was a CPA. So I was an accountant. Um, I was, I was, I was making money, but I wasn't happy. Um, so I was writing uh, the last exam to be a CPA, and I called one of my homies, um, who's a social media manager of, of the Raptors, Sohel Jamshidi, and and uh, something just about that conversation, I was like, yo, I shouldn't be doing this, I look different, like, I have tattoos, I listen to a certain type of music, I was more of, like, I like to talk, and I like to um, build relations, everyone there was, like, to themselves, like, not not to say not to knock accountants don't don't cancel me uh but it was just very a different vibe it wasn't really collaborative it, was it didn't very, feel like it was your world it wouldn't feel like my world so yeah. i went back to school did more school did uh sport and event marketing where i worked ended up working at mlsc and and worked in youth uh the youth canadian basketball landscape with north pole hoops and then when i got there i reconnected with george he just finished cairo school and then I seen brands like my detox where where I got therapy from. I was like, there's not there's not a lot of clinics, maybe aside from them that I I knew of that were kind of creating transformational moments. It felt like a factory. Like you go into a physio clinic, chiro clinic, and they just wanted to finesse you for your insurance dollars and finesse our parents or or whatever because they had so much coverage. Um, so it didn't feel like they're fixing. Uh, anything they it would felt more of like how like come in we'll do we'll do a, it felt like a doctor's job. office yeah i felt like doctor yeah. it felt like a walk-in clinic yeah um so me and george reconnected i referred him a couple of guys um while i was working in the basketball space and then one thing led to another we we decided to take that leap of faith and and uh, open our flagship space here and now a year later um we kind of have a whole team uh and growing and then district um 
that also starts from school. The reason I brought up the school thing, um, co-founder there, Jesus Garcia, um, and and we went way back. Uh, we went to the post the post grad program. I first met him there, and we knew that we needed to create something, but we didn't know when. Right? Like it was just more of like when does the opportunity arise we we kill we hope we did one of our projects for school was hope creating an event um a charity event and we absolutely killed it and he he works at canada basketball now um but like years kind of passed by we we're always thinking like how can we help you know like the future generation um and then the opportunity kind of arose when our mentor um, Nancy Spadin was like, yeah, I want you guys to be able to help these kids who are like about to finish school, but don't have a, there's no opportunities because of COVID. Yeah. So we kind of created these speaking series, which, which then we, we were like, our strength is that we'll be able to market it and create um, that content to be able to elevate it and, and spread it because a lot of people are doing these panels, but kind of it died in, yeah. in 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 those spaces so this is recent then this very is very recent. recent yeah district to probably is like six seven months oh um, shit okay and so we're um i won't lie to you we're still in the process of cultivating to what it is yeah. but what we know is um we want to create a borderless community how do we how do we bring people together and with the mission of elevating, like yeah. elevating voices, elevating un, um, un, unheard and also under um, served voices. Yeah. And the time is now with the social climate and everything it, sure. and the access that social media. And grants. I think now is a good time too, because people are now realizing you can live online and you can make a living online. And majority of times they just don't know how to go about it. Yeah. They don't know how to make a profit out of it. They don't know how to even start, right? So that, I think that's a good idea where you have that little environment, yeah. you know, for you guys to to bring people on, Absolutely. right, and, and share their voice. Absolutely. You know, that, that, that that's the whole thing too, right? It kind of reminds me of, you know, what you were saying, kind of what we talked about before we started the show yeah. was uh, TSP, Myo Detox, and all of these clinics – they're popping now because it's modern. Absolutely. It's physiotherapy with an update. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I it, love you, that. You walk, play, you walk yeah. into these places, it doesn't feel like bland. It doesn't feel like a doctor's office. Yeah. You know, there's you got the raptors on the wall on the yeah. other side. Of you. That's fucking dope. Absolutely. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? And you got a TV going on with your guys' story, yeah. I, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it feels more at home it doesn't i walk into normal physio clinics and i feel uncomfortable <laughs> i feel like i can't really go anywhere like i just sit down and tuck yeah. my feet in and just mind my business <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like where you guys you guys are you know you guys are young you guys are hip with it yeah. and with a district thing it reminds me of that scene from eight mile where <laughs> they created the little the shelter yeah, right. That's, for, for, that's a good analogy. For battles, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's yo. fucking dope. Man, I'm gonna have to steal that. But <laughs> yo, yo that's, a clip, man. Yeah, but no, yeah. absolutely. Like, that's what we want to create, right? Like yeah. those. No matter if it's different 
of different perspectives or different opinions. Everybody I'm, has a different walk of life. Everyone has a different yeah. walk. Everyone has different experiences, but we won't be able to push forward if we're all doing shit by ourselves. Exactly. Nothing is like in the history of time. Like if we all were did stuff like doing it by ourselves, like we wouldn't push. Shit won't get done. Shit won't get done. Yeah. Right? Like everyone has their weak spots and, and all that. So exactly, exactly, and you know. That's kind of what I, I started to realize like with this podcast, right? Is like for the first, I don't know, maybe 10 episodes, yeah. I was doing it alone. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure people got tired of <laughs> hearing my voice by yeah. myself, right? So I was like, you know what? Let's bring people in and, you know, share their experiences and yeah. tell the people's story. And it kind of became, and it still is, like it started with like the, ment- like the mental health aspect of it. I love and that. I personally like hundred percent believe in that, yeah. but it became more so to like allow people to tell their story mm. because you know I, I'm a fan of stories, yeah. right? Like I'm a big fan of stories, and I love hearing people's stories. Everybody has one, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't know if you play video games, but we're we're NPCs in everybody else's lives. Yeah. Like we're non-playable characters in everyone's lives. You know what I mean? And it's like, and but then when you talk to that person, you find out their story. It's like, holy shit, you have a whole world going on. That's absolutely right. Fact. And it's yeah. like, I wanted to, to create a space where people can tell their story, yeah. share their mental health aspects, and how they personally deal with it. I love that, man. That's you powerful. know, and, and because, and that's something that I learned just this year, man. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those guys, like, mental health, what is that, bro? Just, relax yeah, yeah. without actually knowing what that meant yeah. right and then this year with the covid and everything going on i was like yeah something's not right <laughs> like there's something not right there's yeah. a lot of people who who don't know how to be alone mm. and, and really deal with that mental health yeah. space like, you know what i mean like one that i wanted to ask you actually was like before this like did you ever experience failure and like business. Absolutely. Or is this your first business venture? Oh, in terms of business venture, um, you know what? Like I grew up in like super humble beginnings. Like uh, um, my mom, for the most part of like the core part of my years, raised us by herself, four kids by herself. So we didn't have money like oftentimes where we wouldn't uh, – we wouldn't know if like we were able to keep the lights on. I'm sure there were times where the hydro was cut off. Like we didn't have a no hot water because we didn't pay the bills. So I feel like growing up, I had to do certain things that I'm not proud of, which I probably shouldn't expose <laughs> on camera. Uh, but I think that on entrepreneurial route, uh, that's where it started for me. Like I had a hustle mentality. I was like, you know how people have an option because they're like rightfully so this is what i want to do yeah what what i want my kids to have is not to have this kind of drive you know like um but entrepreneurial route it started then a lot of failures for sure because i'm not doing things that i was doing back then um but i think as i went to university and i made some promises to my mom that i would do things a certain way i would make a a living the right way um I went almost risk averse. I, I would like I went into accounting field, so on and so forth for that period of time. But uh, realizing that it's 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 not for me, you know, I needed to do stuff in 
and I needed to create things. So um, I would say it was like ebbs and flows throughout my life. But I, growing up, I experienced a lot of failure. I, like there's so many stories that we could stay here for days. Uh, I used to collect sneakers. I used to flip sneakers as a young age because I couldn't afford it. But I knew I was like, if I bought three and people would pay X and X amount, I could make some money and get a pair for myself. So um, little things like that and 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 other things, like I said, that I can't really talk about uh, without without the feds coming for me. Uh, <laughs> that that kind of was was the it taught me how to operate in the market like okay. with the supply and demand um with how do you how do you price certain things how do you yeah. increase demand how do you market yourself i didn't know these things but as i reflect i was like it made me it made me very conscious about also it built empathy cuz like some people start business now and very they only think about what they want you know what I mean? yeah. so like through all those experiences even if it was like in completely different realms i realized okay this is how i need to talk to that person yeah. i need to follow up i need to do all these things to to brand and to market the business and so on and so forth so you pretty much turned the hustle into a business right like if we're talking if we're talking like everybody always has this uh mindset of if you can not saying that you that you did this but like if you can sell dope if you can sell this on the streets you can be a businessman you you understand business just with the 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 hustle of selling sneakers and flipping it that's business you understand the need of what you said like the desire for it right absolutely exchange so that's see for me that's one thing that i never never got into like Mm. i never you know sold anything or like i'd be on the streets playing with my boys and like you know doing other random shit that i'm not gonna (laughs) but it's like but i never took it to that extreme like you know gambling here and there right like i'd come home with random shit like where would you get that from i was like no (laughs) my friend yeah like you know without ever exposing how i got things right and it's like and for me I learned this whole hustle thing later on in life. Mm. And when I say later on, I mean just like a few years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, and I wish a part of me learned that earlier on. Because yeah. even with, you know, media and photography, like I never knew I would get into this. Right? Like a lot of the things that that I, I, I that I'm doing, I walked into by accident. Like I never knew what I wanted to do. I'm like, yeah. like the, uh, in reference to the Dark Knight, like yeah. the Joker. I'm like a dog. When I see a car, I don't know what to do with it. But I'm chasing it. Well, I don't know what to, what to do when I get there. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I'm just doing it, right? Like I have that kind of mentality where if I want to try it, I'll try it and see where it goes, yeah. right? Whereas like you and I'm sure a lot of people like you have had that you know, hustle mentality from a younger age. Cause that's, that's all you knew how to do. That's true. I didn't even think about it like that, but yeah, you know what? I, I, when I think about it, I think I really tell like kids that I mentor or people who ask me for advice. I, I'm like struggle builds strength at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Oh, for sure. You know, like you have to be at a boiling point, like growing up, like all I knew was struggle, you know? So to an extent now, 
holding myself accountable i've also been a part of that like very toxic hustle culture yes there, there's a there's an extent where it's glorified when it's like man i'm doing this shit to not work you know what i mean yeah. like and yeah. and and like you said it's definitely affected my mental health and also my physical health yeah. like where not knowing that balance because you're just so like all i know you're hungry i'm hungry but i didn't know where that hunger was directed to so yeah as i get older now it's like knowing that balance but also making sure i don't I know it's an edge, you know, because it's like, like uh, having that perspective of going through such hard shit. Not that's the beauty. If you make it out of it, it helps color your future as much as colors your past. Not a lot of people are able to like, like for me, I wake up at like 5 a.m. and I'm like, no matter how tired, I'm able to get it because I'm thinking about those days where it was like, fuck. Our hydro didn't go on. I didn't know if we would have food on the table. It's kind of like a trauma. It's a trauma, you know, And, and. People are like able to like press the snooze button or go back to sleep, rightfully so because they never experienced. They're like, you know, like why they do, had that privilege. They had that up. privilege, so they're like, I don't need to go this hard. For me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna secure the bag sooner than later, yeah. you know. So, like I said, there's the positive and negatives behind that, but um, yeah, I would say hustle culture is like kind of. I feel like it's it's the new buzzword of like. 20 like grind. i mean for the last the last four or five or ten years even yeah rise and grind you know i i personally i was i bought into that <laughs> me too man. i bought into that a long time ago yeah. and i was like what am i hustling for <laughs> like what why what am i doing like <laughs> yeah. i'm tired all the time yeah like you know what i mean i was like yeah i'm living and i get to spend maybe a week or two outside of this yeah. in on vacation and just like do whatever I want, but then I come back to this and it's just like, okay, I don't want to live that life where I look forward to the weekend. Mm. You know what I mean? And in that hustle mentality, the hustle culture, the weekend is like that week long vacation, right? Or or retirement. But if you're stuck in that hustle mentality, retirement's not an option for you. You know what I mean? Because you feed into the hunger and it's just like you're in a constant like desire and you don't know what you really want to achieve. You're just like, I just need to get more. Yeah. And it's like, I was listening to this one podcast of Brilliant Idiots with Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the God. Yeah, the phenomenal podcast. Amazing podcast, right? And these guys are geniuses and I look up to these guys and they mentioned something where everybody is... So I, I'm going to butcher this. Everybody's like in a constant struggle to live, yeah. right? Where the end goal should be to experience life. Powerful. Right? Yeah. It's like you, you want to get yourself to a point where you can be, you can take a week off yeah. and not worry about surviving. Right? Right now, Amen. we're all just surviving. Like we work nine to five, sometimes longer just to survive. But then we, what we want is to, we can't take a week off you know, right now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You take a week off, you might not be able to pay rent, pay some bills, yeah. Yeah. right? Like we want to, and one of the things that they talked about was being, the, why the, the reason why the rich get richer is because they're able to afford surround, to surround themselves with like-minded people and share the yeah. secrets and the knowledge, yeah. right? Whereas I think the direction of districts, I think that's where it's going. 
that's definitely where it's going to go, where you can share the secrets to, to the youth. You know what I mean? And like yeah. to other people, like other creators, other entrepreneurs to be like, this is like, this is the secrets from the people that are still doing it. So that by the time you get to their position, you're at a higher level. You know, like that's, that's me is really one of the most empowering things. I think the big thing to alluding to that, uh, I completely agree with everything is access. Yeah. I feel like social media has given us access, but also like hurt a lot of mental health. Cause now it's like, we're in constant competition. There's reminders of how, um, how this person's better than yeah, you. Yeah. How we ain't shit. Essentially. Yeah, Sorry yeah. for cursing, but it's, all it's, good. it's, uh, it's, we're never, it's never like we have access to the information, but I would say at times, like, we the we don't know what to do with it just because it's like we have we're playing games with our head because it's like we're not pretty enough we're not yeah. uh, we're not successful enough this person has done this and like we just it's constant comparison um so i think i think the the access that we're trying to provide is the messaging of of real stories because there's also a lot of stories that are just like bullshit bullshit like we made they didn't they didn't tell the story they just said i went through a little bit of adversity but they didn't and then they made it but they didn't give the realty where it's like fuck I had they didn't do the they did the donald trump thing where yeah oh, i struggled yeah but your dad also wrote you a million dollars to start your business fact. yeah <laughs> they don't talk about like yeah. the, the the mental struggle so we're trying to talk about it from a 360 point of view no matter how how many feathers it, it, it ruffles or, or whatever we want to be able to like yo we want to put people who are also in the journey not just at the finish line because there's a lot of people i mean i guess there's no one ever really in the finish line but they're closer we want to encapsulate the whole what's journey. the finish line though right the finish line is death yeah, you don't 100%. ever want to be close to the finish yeah, line like, yeah you know right. what i mean like and I get your point. I, I think that you want to surround yourself with people that are still doing what you want to do. Yeah. Right? Like, this whole thing, like, I don't make money off of this, but I like to surround myself with the people, you know, who are doing it. Yeah. Right? Because that that makes me like, oh, yeah, I should keep going. Love that. Like, even if I don't, like, I'm doing this as a passion project. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if something comes out of it, cool. If nothing comes out of it, I'm totally fine with that. I love that, man. Like, because for me and with a hustle culture, everybody is always after the Benjamins. Oh, always. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. like, I got to grind. I got to hustle. I got to do this for money. Yeah. And then what are you going to do with that money? They don't know. You, you buy you buy what? And then you feel unhappy. And then you just see somebody else on Instagram that has a newer Jordan than you. And you're like... Yeah. Fuck, I got to grind so I can get the new Jordan. Right? And it's like, and, and, and yeah, social media, man, it changed it's everything. It's, it's very it's, toxic. It's the most, oh man, it, it's like, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. It's very beneficial because when people do what, you're, what you guys are doing with District and with social media, that elevates. Yeah. But then you have the other side where it's like, I want that. I, I can't get there. You know, I fell into that trap. Oh, I think everyone did. Yeah, it's not just yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's fallen into that trap, but I was kind of lucky enough to be able to get myself out and be like, you know what? I don't need the latest gear right yeah. now. I'm going to make do with what I got and work with it.
you know, and then and then eventually upgrade to that, and then keep on going. I don't need to get it right now. Live within your own means, type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlotte Charlemagne uh, Charlemagne says this one thing, and it's perfect. Act your wage. You know what I mean? Powerful, man. You know what I mean? He goes, act your wage. Because a lot of people, they they always say, act your age. And what does that mean? When you're 35, you should have this much? No. Like, there's 40-year-olds that are broke. No And they're trying to act their age, trying to act the same age as a 40-year-old that has everything? That's not going to happen. Right? So people need to learn to act their wage, including myself. It's like... Fuck, you know. Me too, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's rough, right? But, yeah, man. Social media is the, is a dangerous game. I think it's, like you said, the, the I say it's toxic because I look at it from what, it's also really beneficial. It's just, for me, it's like, for, like, we could, me and you could be like, we're, we're, stepping away from the toxic side of it really self-aware but for me i'm I'm looking at it from stuff beyond me like oh yeah you, like the little kids like <laughs> i saw this one kid like at the outlet malls and just kept was so upset like it was like a she was like a robot she kept trying to do this tiktok dance and yeah. couldn't like oh she couldn't like <laughs> bro like she that shit was heartbreaking because <laughs> this kid didn't look any, like any older than 12 and she just like almost wanted to cry, like just kept doing the dance. It didn't oh. make her happy. She just kept read like doing it like yeah. her 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 friend or her cousin or whatever. Like just kept she's like, do it again. And man, like it felt like a episode of Black Mirror where it yeah. was just like like Even until we're getting close to that. Yeah, it, until we get the points, our points are equivalent to likes and comments. Yeah. If we don't get that, we're like our self-worth is attached to that, right? Yeah. So and that's the tough it's scary, part, man. man. It's scary. It's tough when people can't separate themselves from that. Yeah. You know, like there's a whole world out there, and you're trying to live here in this little little Instagram box, this little TikTok thing. Yeah, man. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. Yeah, I'm scared for <laughs> I'm scared for the future generation, but I'm also, like I said, I feel like us humans, we found a way to always evolve and. Like we have Elon Musk and like we got guys that are just next level. Like next man. level. Like next we, level. We could spend whole like hours talking about that. So I'm confident in, in the human race. Oh, yeah. It there's there's always there's always that reset button. I feel like in the history of time, change of powers, all of that. So I think this is we're just getting to another point where it's like, we don't even we don't even fully understand what social media is I don't, and the power that it comes with. I don't think pe- people say that we could get tracked and all of that with the vaccine, but we're already getting brain. We're already tracked, man. Yeah, we're already tracked. Like they don't need to. You know, put you that. have a credit card, a passport. You have OHIP. You have everything. They're tracking you. Yeah, You're like, on so, this app right now. They're tracking abs- you. Absolutely. Like on on. <laughs> like social dilemma i don't know if you watched it yeah, yeah, yeah. like we they're, they're already creating stuff tailored to what just when we hit our like when we hit that instagram app they don't need to put any trackers on us they already got us <laughs> like you know we don't really know how to work around it completely yeah i and think we're just scratching the surface dude it's like the y2k remember we we, we thought that the internet is dangerous we thought that it's a dangerous place. Don't get on the internet, right? And, and we were told to, you know, not talk to strangers, 
and not get into strangers' cars. And we're in the age now where we can call up a stranger and hop in their car to go somewhere. <laughs> you know it's crazy. You know what I mean? And it's access. Like, crazy man. it's wild and like the same people who t- who told us that the, that the internet is dangerous are not the same people that are the most active on facebook our parents <laughs> Feel like feeding off the news that they get right it's it's wild so with social media we don't really know 10 years later it could be the most beneficial thing Right, we're more connected with the world now. Right, um, but I want to I want to ask you something because you're in the fitness industry still. What do you think about how has Corona and the fitness industry affected you in your per, in your uh, experience? You know what? Um, I think fitness. I've been in numerous Zoom calls and, and I empathize because I. I, I'm all about social distancing, keeping it safe, and, and I know Corona is a real thing. I'm not, I'm not one to dismiss it, um, especially, like I said, with the internet. There's so many facts out. Yeah. So if people's lives are at risk, I'd rather be on the safer end and, and then be reckless, you know? Yeah. So, um, but in terms of the fitness industry, I know they're completely hit. Like, but I know the effects of, of what like being active could do for someone's mental health and and yes. and being active and doing all of that, I know it's so important. So a lot of the clients we see right now are um, the manifestation of their pain is not from the gym anymore, but it's, it can also lead from the lack of activity, right? Um, so all of that, man, I empathize to, to all my friends, uh, family, um, homies that are in the gyms, the, the fitness space, because it's it's tough right now. It's like, the Costco's, the Walmarts are open, but something that actually helps you, that can where the benefit you, benefit you, and and there's gyms obviously not doing the best at like creating space and making it a safe, but there's ten times more amount of gyms that are actually creating the space where where it's safe, you know, safer than any other thing that you could do, you know. Because yeah, so, if you're sick, you're not gonna go work out. Absolutely. So and the, gyms already restricting how many people are in. But it's like very hypocritical to me. It's just like when you go to like a grocery store, there's like 80 and people on shoulder one, to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. Line up. Costco's bumping. It looks like government to other people who run clubbing back in the day. It, it feels like a club, like the most popping club. But in terms of the health and wellness space, um, for us, we're in the rehab space with physios, chiros, and, and massage therapists. It's affected, definitely decreased the volume, but it's definitely given us a different type of clientele. People are coming in for different reasons. Yeah. And a lot of it, it's also intertwined with like, I would say mental health. Yeah. Um, a lot of the manifestation of their pain or like mental health stuff is coming into like physical pain. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's, I could go, like I said, I could how go do you on. think that is though? Like when you say the mental health stuff is, you know, that people are dealing with all of a sudden manifests into a physical pain. Yeah. I I personally am not a chiropractor or a massage therapist, so I, this is not backed by science. But speaking from like what I'm hearing and just personal experience, it's like um, I feel like everyone's gone through like a, a depressive moment or like um, we're in the lows. And 
for me, when I go through those moments, stuff just starts hurting. You know what I mean? Yep. My lower back starts being inflamed, like shoulders, shoulders, yeah. and, and just maybe because we're not um, being proactive at like looking at our posture, getting active. But I think if we're not moving, it's like a car. Then you're, it's not. You're just like movement is so essential. To, movement is medicine. It's medicine. So if we're not moving, and our mental health is hurting. It's just like the whole, the whole car is essentially. It's hard to start at that yeah. point. So because it's it's the trifecta, right? Mind, body, and soul. The there, body. there's a reason why you know, it it's the holy trinity. Absolutely. Right? Like if if one chain is is kinked, it's like then the whole thing is is not going to work properly. Absolutely. Right? Like if your more. soul's hurting, you're you're not going to be in the right mental state to go work out. Right, unless you have some sort of indomitable will, I can't say indomitable, indomitable will to you know push through. Like David Goggins. Like, like the, fuck, man, that guy's an android. Yeah. That guy is unbelievable. Yeah, he's at like the epitome of mind, body, soul. Two heart surgeries, and he's like, nope, I'm not dying. <laughs> he probably has like, like that just goes to show like if you're tapping into a higher source there the connection is at its perfect you could i feel like uh um you know the movie limitless yeah i feel like he's in that he's in yeah yeah he's in that space he's in that yeah i feel like we are having like personally i feel like i'm in the quest right now trying to tap into my unconscious i'm realizing like there's so many things that i i just just because i i wasn't mentally there or like physically there yeah um there's so many things i could do now and it's just like i'm just scratching the surface and i was like if i'm if i'm doing this if i was like a monk or someone just focusing on like my mental physical um giving so much food to the soul um i would be able to do anything do do everything like you know do shit that i never thought i could it's just like being in a constant flow state absolutely like i feel like with david goggins he's there but it also goes to show you the how powerful the human body really is yeah he's on one side of the spectrum whereas if you look at morbidly obese people like and they're still walking around surviving when when corona targets the morbidly obese the most like and they're surviving it's like right like they're on one end of the spectrum david goggins is on the other end like you can do not to say like you know being morbidly obese is is a, is right just because you're happy it's like yeah. no 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 there's still health factors but it just shows that the body's adaptive yeah you're right we're we're special beings man like you know what yeah. i mean like and we are yeah. like you can you know it's like again with a spectrum thing right morbidly obese thing it's your body it's like a virus or or like you know like a cancer where it just surrounds you and like nope we're adapting we're gonna live right we're not gonna die we're gonna live but the downside is you're gonna not be okay like i'm sure david goggins has his fucking a world full of pain like you know what i mean they need to do a document they need to do a 30th for 30 have you read his book no i haven't I, I think you should read his book. Uh, I'm excited. And uh, uh, actually, next... listen to the audiobook because it's kind of like a podcast where he has a narrator reading the book 
but then they take little breaks and kind of just like discuss it. Oh, that's amazing. So you get you get a bonus feature. Is this on Audible? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. Dude, I'm downloading amazing. it tonight. I'm it's amazing. It tonight. Yeah. If you haven't been inspired, you listen to this guy, you're like, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to run a marathon. You know? he, he's incredible like i even like the stuff i see out like on instagram on instagram and just on youtube like yeah. i have this thing where i journal and watch and listen to motivational shit when, right when i wake up yeah. and i tap into a lot of his content because i'm like i watch it i'm like holy like yo you're doing that many pull-ups you're running that much like all these surgery like he just he found that like that power source where it's like yeah, for for regular humans, we would have been like, "Fuck this!" Who would tap? It's it's not worth it. <laughs> for him, he's just like he's he's Iron Man. Like he's literally. I, literally, he he must be like like half alien or something. But. Probably, man. Like <laughs> this guy, you can't kill him. <laughs> Absolutely, like, you can't but. kill this guy. Hell week three times. You don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> like there's no That's need crazy. to do that. Like I'm pretty sure they told him, "No, I think you're good." It's like, no, I want to complete it. It's like, okay, David Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's All just right, built man. different, man. <laughs> built different. One hundred percent. He's that definition. You know. Um, I want to get into a topic like of mental health again. You know, one of the things that I want to start this year was get a perspective on every on different cultures and what mental health means to them and you know, the certain taboos that follow. And also as a man what is it what is the pressures that come with being you know an asian male as well as the as well as the the expectations you know what i mean so let's get into the mental health thing first so you know what what do you as you're filipino right yeah, yeah. yeah. what what was your take on philip on uh, on on mental health you know what in in filipino culture it didn't exist it it was I, I, like the reason uh, uh, my dad wasn't in the picture for a big part of our life. Now he is, is because um, as I try to understand him, they didn't give a fuck about mental health. It's either you achieve or you don't. And if you don't, it's like no excuses type thing. And, yeah. and so, um, but yeah, so growing up being raised, um, like mental health was almost like a joke. It was like, it was like, non-existent it non-existent it yeah. was like oh you feel sad suck it up go to school you know what i mean and, and like certain, up. yeah <laughs> fact and it was more like growing up sometimes i was like yo i was like mom like yo this shit is serious like I, i'm going through it like i can't go to school and she was like what you mean like and it's and it, i it's like intergenerational trauma you know so it's I don't like now that I'm in a position to be able to help the next generation. I'm like, I don't blame my mom because um, there's so many things. It's what that, she was taught. It, she was taught. And like my family growing, like us going through humble beginnings when we were in Canada, it, it, it surfaced a lot of mental health stuff for my siblings and, and close family and stuff. So she's had to force to change her perspective. And now she's a huge mental health advocate for a Filipino mom. So that's good. Yeah. That's really good. So um, that journey and two for me growing up in like lower income neighborhoods and, and whatnot. And because like kind of the trajectory of our life was my dad was so successful. Then he lost it all. And then we went from living that life to like living in places where we didn't. It was like a lot of violence, a lot of all that so 
it it tested I, i'm super grateful of that experience because it it taught me grit it taught me perseverance but it also the a lot of my my i would say my my trauma and my faults as a man is is due to that because mental health in my culture plus those low income it's it's frowned upon like you can't discuss as a man you can't cry or or all this shit but um i don't know if i'm going a little off top like going in a tangent there but i would say um mental health in in the environments i grew up was was that taboo and and not until you experience like really close loved ones experiencing it at a heightened level it's like going through going going back to adversity seeing my siblings and seeing close family like go through serious mental health battles is what we forced us to be like we we need to break the stigma so really as much as it hurt seeing really close people go through it it also taught me like i can't hide i can't i'm not less of a man because i'm talking about mental health and also super fortunate about those experiences at like a teenage young young when my young man young adulthood i was able to get that experience where i was like because it takes time you know like it's you fighting against your identity um of like yeah you're figuring shit out figuring the shit out and and you don't really know this is like because you weren't taught i wasn't taught what how to deal with depression i wasn't taught how to deal with sadness he was like oh just suck it up and keep going i completely agree like, but what are the tools like what how can i what can i do to you know like therapy was never an option it was never an op- it just you know it was you, so you you do therapy and it's like oh you're a crazy person Absolutely. Like, that's what it's for like it growing up that's how i saw that's how i saw therapy yeah. it's like you only go to therapy if you're crazy yeah. not when you're feeling depressed or sad but that's like the end point. Therapy, crazy. Absolutely. But yeah. now it's becoming a lot more, you know, mainstream. validated yeah, and mainstream. Yeah. And it's like acceptable, yeah. right? But even still, as for men, I still feel like it's not the right call. Like, I still feel like it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. For, for guys to, to, yeah, I'm going to therapy. Yeah. Like, oh, really? You're going to therapy? It's like, it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like... Absolutely. It's beneficial, right? Like, because uh, one of the therapists that I was talking to, uh, to on uh, past episodes, he was saying, because I told him that for me, doing this podcast kind of helped me. Mm. It, it became my kind of therapy, yeah. my version of therapy. And he's like, well, yeah, because you're letting it, you're letting it out, and you know that somebody on the other end is listening, right? Where it's no longer an echo chamber yeah. in your in your head. And that's kind of the problem where, where, you know, people get into these depressive states is because they're all in their head. Yeah. They, they don't know how to externalize things or how to talk and let it out and let it know that it's okay, right? Like, it, you don't have to be, you know, like, you don't have to take it all in. Yeah. Like, people will listen to you. People, and that's, that's the one thing that I learned later on in life is that, People will actually care. Yeah. Like, if you tell somebody how you're feeling, they'll actually care. And if like, you're vulnerable enough. Yeah. And, and you know, as, as a... I feel like as an Asian guy growing up, I, I had to teach myself to be more assertive mm. 
and be more masculine, quote unquote, because I didn't have any idols growing up. I didn't have anyone on TV that looked like me. Where they're except Bruce Lee, but this guy's like dead, yeah. right? And like he's the, he was the only one, yeah. maybe Jackie Chan, like we're and like all the action stars, right? Yeah. Like they're the only one, and they, you know, they're masculine, yeah. but they also showed him off as kind of goofy in this weird way. Yeah. But it, it's like I didn't have anyone to be like, oh, that's an example, I can be like that. Yeah. Every other one was the stereotype, weak nerdy nerdy good at math good at math doesn't get girls like doesn't know how to talk to girls awkward looking right like that was the mainstream of our of asian culture so i have to teach myself no no no. i i'm gonna be the man quote unquote yeah you're gonna break the mold yeah yeah, and men don't cry men don't express emotions men don't treat women like this it's like and then all of a sudden i started learning that's not right and then you get into you get into these environments where that's all they know, yeah. where that's all guys know, and it's like, no, man, there's another side to being a, a man. Absolutely. Right? And it's like, there's another side. Yeah. And that side is where you're vulnerable, yeah. right? Where you suppress it. So as, as an Asian guy growing up, it's like, yeah, I had to figure all that shit out on my own. I think my biggest, I would say, strength is... Which I learned over time because I, I, I did therapy early in my, like probably my first therapy session was 19. I knew I needed to do, but I was even scared to tell my mom. Like she didn't, she probably doesn't, she doesn't know to the extent of, of, because of, I was scared because I was like, yeah, like what, what, even like to, like I would say my mom is like my biggest supporter. I was like, why am I scared? But it was just, there's such a stigma around it. Yeah. But to me, seeing my, such close ones go through it to me i was like i need to work on my mental health and that's kind of the reason i would say i'm like i'm able to go through adversity more than a regular person is because like people don't see it's like uh you know in sports or like in in crossfit or whatever people see the vibe like you're benching three plates but they don't see the reps they don't see the work that went into doing all that for me i've been I've been like doing all this th- mental work and and, yeah. and and all that. So kind of that's why I feel like a lot of not to say I'm perfect or anything like that because I'm flawed as shit. Like I make mistakes all the time. We all are, man. Yeah. But I see a lot of like dudes our age who still kind of find their worth and are almost I wouldn't I, delusional almost at that point because they they get their 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 value off like social media off like also like sometimes like books and podcasts could also be toxic too because because like if you are not self-aware enough you're gonna be like i need to do this or i need to do that you know what i mean it's i fell into that trap where where as like it's almost it falls under hustle culture where it's like they lay it out like we're talking about earlier they lay it out so easily and they don't tell the whole journey you're like it's it's like it's like those um those YouTube ads, right? You'll see these like eighteen year olds with a Ferrari, a Lambo, and this mansion, and they're flexing. Oh, guys, I'm gonna show you one quick step to to make a side hustle and earn six figures a month. I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Like you know what I mean? And 
I don't know. Growing like I've had such a bullshit meter, yeah. like you know, I, like I was like, I know what a scam looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and yeah. like you as an eighteen year old do not have that kind of money. It's a pyramid. What yeah. They call it a pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme <laughs> or their daddy's money. Who is that? Like, or they're renting. Are you guys bored of your life? You guys want to live on a boat with all these girls? I was like, yeah, no, you don't do that. <laughs> but even like a lot of dudes uh, glorified like Dan Blazerian. Yeah. But now he's getting exposed. He's literally... That's toxic shit. Yeah, like, think about it. He's literally that dude. His dad, like, getting exposed. His dad... All his money is dad's money. The girls which he finessed and all that, like, is through this false facet. Like, he faked it till he's made it, but I feel like now you can't really hide behind anything now. People are smart now, Yeah, people are going to find out. And the internet's more powerful now. You can't hide. You can't hide, so... All his wealth and, and like what people were striving for is like money to me at an early age. I knew it wasn't the end goal. I knew it was a vehicle. Like I knew it was important, but I feel like people are what they chased was the women, the the money, the that lavish the lifestyle. glamour, the glamour. But yeah. that to me is like you once you get there, you'll ne- it'll never be enough. Because yeah. then there's a more glamorous. It's like, and then what? You know, you get there, you get the hot girl. There's always a hotter girl. But like, think about those those princes in Middle East. They live a crazier lifestyle. So Dan Blazerian probably looks at those guys and like, yo, like I'm not, I don't have enough girls. I don't have enough money. They're those guys in the Middle East are just like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah, they're like, yo, who is this guy? They don't even pay attention to him. You know, this is just fun money. Yeah, (laughs) this is just. I have a tiger. And what? Yeah, they're like, like I own Dubai. You know yeah, what I mean? you like, know, I'm like, yeah, how many princes are there in Dubai? Like, how I, many Sikhs, like, princes? Like, there's I, so many. It, there's, there's so and they all have, from what I'm see, hearing in podcasts, some of these girls, like, flying over to Dubai. <laughs> yeah, oh I, I can't really talk about the experiences oh and stuff. But I've, I, did, I didn't even know this existed until I've heard it in some podcasts. Same with bodybuilders. Like, there's some bodybuilders that I, like, man, you know, it's called gay for pay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's this one, uh, Kai Green. There's this one story about him, like, like, fucking him water, like a melon or some shit. Yeah, there's a video of him doing that. And I'm like, yo, for money? Like, for money? You guys are going that, man, you guys are whoring yourselves out. Man, that's a, that's a that's a trick that's, that's a like a sticky. next level like i want this it's it's you know it's more like what are you willing to do to get there kind of thing like you know i what? can't and that's when i heard that i was like maybe money isn't all that <laughs> like if that's what you got to do maybe money is not all that i you know what i can't judge someone's decisions but but that's if, wild it's wild if they're gonna market themselves something different yes that's when it yes. becomes an issue Yes, Where it's when like they don't like, show you the like how they got there, yeah. it's like if they if you know if if people are like oh yeah like I was a whore and that's why I got this money, I, I respect I, I respect that respect like the OnlyFans girls yeah I respect it oh because they're using it to they embracing I respect it. it yeah they're because embracing they're like it. hey I have an OnlyFans click this link yeah. oh that's how you get your money got you. Where are some of these girls who, who are all done up, who are all hiding behind the scenes? Like different different locations on their Instagram. Yeah, and, uh, and you kind of know, like you kind of know what their profession is, 
But then it's like, and you also know how much that profession pays. Yeah. And it's like, lifestyle doesn't match. What do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't respect that. That's, that's shady. It's, it's, a, it's a sticky topic. You know, I, before I would used to get heated over that. But then I realized. I it's like, not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not your it's life. Not, it's, not, it's not my life. It doesn't yeah, affect yeah. me at all. Because <laughs> they're living a life that they, I hope they're happy. Because, you know, as long, for me, I, you know, I can't judge. But it's also like for on a safety thing, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I just hope like, like they're okay, you know, and that's all I could wish for, you know. Like so. when I have daughter, if I have daughters, like I, I just wish that I love them enough to, for them to not have to do any of that, like yeah. resort to any of that stuff. Like you want to go to buy? Okay, we'll fly. We'll go. Like I'll take you. I'll go with you. Let's go. Like I'll fly. Man, it's <laughs> like, a crazy world out there, man. You like know? this like, is I another. I want to see the sand. As we talk about the internet, this is just like access, like crazy access like now like the unimaginable is imaginable now so you can do and be anything you want exactly like it's think scary. about scary people are like getting paid to do like sport like sell sports cards like people pokemon are, cards people man. are getting paid to talk yeah. <laughs> like like i want to get to that level where people pay me to talk <laughs> like, like that's, shit. What, that's what i mean like like the weirdest professions like the stuff that we couldn't imagine like getting people, paid to play video games People are making mil like what Millions is his name? Ninja? Ninja. Ninja's like one of the richest like yeah. people his age, you know. And that's all so, like he earned that. Like cause he was the like one of the best, best at what he does, right? He's so. the best. Like uh, yeah, we're fucking paying people to watch them play video games. Crazy. Like I never thought in my life that I would do that. Or like I was like, I'm not gonna watch the guy play games, I'd rather play games. Next thing you know, I'm in my living room watching this guy play video games. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> like, I think I've it's become the very thing that I hated. But we, we just love the story going back to it. Like, we love the journey, you know, yeah. like watching someone who's so good at what they do. But I don't just even do think it. it's, I don't even think it's that someone like a, like, like that kind of story. I think it's more of the story of like that industry was so frowned upon. Oh. It's like, you're a gamer, oh, you're a loser. You're just in your mom's basement, like, eating Cheetos and drinking, like, 7-Up. You know, I was like, no, these guys have a mansion. <laughs> this guy's a mansion and, like, a bodyguard. You know what I mean? These kids are making way more money than a lot of adults. Oh, they're part of the one percenter lifestyle, as you would say. Yeah, like. you know, like, there's a, there's a YouTube channel of a kid literally unboxing toys. Oh, is it the Filipino kid? I have no idea. But I was like, he's unboxing toys, and this guy's like making millions of dollars. I was like, fuck, dude, this guy's making more than me. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little crazy. boy. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. wild, it's man. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, we got off track. Um, but yeah, the, the mental health in uh, the Filipino culture, you know, it, it's more of those like, I feel like mental health in Filipino culture is just gossip. Yeah, like that's how they let it out. It's just gossip. It's a there's a the thing with Filipino culture which I, I helped me a lot. Community so big. We're like like world renowned. I I don't know if I'm capping or what, but we're the most friendly ethnicity I heard in the world. And like yeah. w w what you like every time someone's like, you know, Filipino people are nice people. I feel like it's because of our we love that community, but also. 
the the downside of that community is the gossip. You know, when you have people together, the chismosa. She's oh my goodness, <laughs> and and like uh, what do you call it? A, ABS, CBN, like all the shows. Oh, it's so gossip. It's all man. gossip based, you know. So and it's so bad. It's toxic. It's, it's toxic. so bad. Like, you know, my ex, she would always like ask me about these things. I was like, yo, I don't gossip. Like, don't gossip. Like, I have a boy. He's like talking he's like talking shit about this guy's girl. i was like yo why does it bother you so much yeah why, why it, did yeah like, why do you care he's like oh you can do better i was like like you like he want you wanted to be with you <laughs> <laughs> like dude stop gossiping yeah. like it's 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 toxic like, you yeah. don't want to gossip about other people because we don't know the full picture anyways you yeah. know what i mean so yeah, yeah yeah how did you feel growing up uh as an asian guy you know Did you what? feel like you had to compensate? Hundred percent. I think for me it was a very different experience because like having like I was the eldest of four and like my mom raised us by herself for a good part of my life. So it was like it was a different experience for me. You know, like yeah. a lot of things where like you have two parents enforcing stuff. I almost since I was the eldest, I had a say. So um like I said, there's still stuff that was the 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 but we were in such like we didn't have anything so the things that we thought like that come with privilege you know like privilege i feel like works or exists the like even like very toxic things or like things that shouldn't exist it's because it works like it's back like you have money you have privilege so why are we going to change it yeah. for us we were like our family had to we we're like yo we had to we questioned the status quo because we're like, we had everything, now we don't. Yeah. You know, now my mom has to raise four kids by herself. I had to be more of a father figure. So a lot of it, my, 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 I guess, from a traditional Filipino household was different. Because, like, Filipinos, usually, there's no such thing as divorce. Like, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. even though relationships get super abusive, it's very rare to Mentally hear, like, and physically menta- abusive. Yeah, yeah. M- mentally and physically abusive. Like. Yeah, you see, you sometimes I don't know if you feel like you're like. Do you even want the same relationship your parents have? You're like, yeah. it's more of a partnership than a romantic yeah, relationship. Yeah, it's more. It's kind of more like staying together for the kids. For the kids, you know. Yeah. So. Um, and like the grandkids and all that. The grandkids and all that. So, for me, I have like my world was like, whoa, like I'm actually part of a household where it's like, we were the quote unquote like. Um, Part outsiders of the, the outsiders yeah, yeah, yeah. right so um i i feel like a lot of the mental health stuff kind of arose with like my dad you know being in and out of our lives type thing also like growing up with nothing like growing up with everything to nothing it's like it's it's tough as a kid to be like you experience a high and then you and then all of a sudden you're at a low so you, and just, you don't know what to do you don't so we're like trying to make sense of things yeah, yeah. and it's like there's no level of consistency so like like all that being said all that pain adversity shaped me to who i am today like now when people get stressed i'm like yo it's not that serious you know they and, and and like sometimes i forget to remind myself that i'm like yo to you it's easy but to other people it's like a little tougher because they yeah. they haven't got bro it's like you know like in the boxer boxing fight i feel like i got punched down so many times as a kid that now i just feel like rocky like i'm like 
like there's no fighter that could knock me out you know like it would take it it would take such a crazy mayweather fucking type event to lose you know so um but in terms of i mean shit you guys are still kind of thriving like surviving during corona man like you know like you said you guys built this in the height of corona yeah and and i like attribute that strictly to my mom like that that woman is a walking superhero like like for her to be able to where i think I hope people just don't lie to my face, but a lot of people say to me where it's just like, I'm someone who's very empathetic, who yeah. gives back, easy to talk to. A lot of that I got from my mom. Like, we had nothing. We went changed lifestyles, but this woman gave. Like, when we had nothing, found a reason to give. Like, and that's why, like, for me now, it's so it's e- it's it, it hard. It's so easy for me now to give without asking or, like, needing anything back in return because... That's what all I saw as well. As much as I saw the negative as well. So that, I would say, attributed to saving our mental health. Like, there's a lot of, like, growing up in a lot of violence, growing up with nothing. But there's also that, I call, my mom saved my lives as kids, like, you know, because she taught us, like, that unconditional love and be like, yeah, like, we don't have nothing, but never, ever. Like, she taught us the cardinal rule that, I still live by today. You don't need to be rich to be able to help others. And I live by that. Like, like a lot of people are like, you know, I can't help right now because like, I don't have money, but it's like helping is not just like monetary. Do you think that came from, uh, is it wrong religious? Yeah. hundred percent. You think that comes from that? Yeah. But her, her, her faith was tested because she was like, fuck, like think about Filipino, like marriage. So, so, I from a high to a low, for, right? For high, like, it's so definitely tested. She's more spiritual, you know? Like, she's more of, like, like there's no way, there's no higher power, yeah. you know? So, but she was raised a hardcore Catholic. Like, well, I would say my mom's religious, but she's also a realist. She never held us back from doing things. Um, she's not, like, super Old Testament. Old Testament type of thing. She was more of, like, you know, a lot of... She questioned a lot of the things. Lo- it's logical. It's logical, yeah, yeah. it's like logical religion. Like, she, that's she, kind of how I feel. She didn't take it word for word. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she's like, it's outdated, right? But there's merit. Yeah, it's like like she was saying, like all religions at the end of it, to the core of it, preach. If As long as you don't take it to an extreme, yeah. it preaches like... Love, empathy. Love, empathy, treating the your neighbor the right kindness. way kindness you know just basic human shit but there's some like psychopaths that take in religion and use it for the opposite yeah. like violence it's a, yeah that's how i kind of feel too like sometimes i'll have you know i'll sometimes i'll be fucking dead broke yeah. where i'll have like ten dollars to my name yeah. and then i'll see some homeless guys like i guess like you know what i mean it's like <laughs> I guess you can have five bucks, two yeah. bucks, like, because I know that, and this is one thing that I learned from, you know, being a Christian now, is it'll come back to you tenfold. hundred million It'll percent. come back to you tenfold. And I started to realize, like, you know what? It, it is true. Like, sometimes I don't give to the church whenever I would go, yeah. right? The tithings, because I just couldn't. Yeah. Right? But then when I actually see somebody that needs it, I'm like, yeah, here you go. You actually need it? Okay, here you go. It's hard when the church, when they pass, you don't see it. Yeah. So that's the hard part. It's the hard part. But when you actually like, 
you know how many people how many people are act there's homeless people that are con artists a lot of oh, them. For sure. yeah like that are just and that's where you gotta learn to see through the bullshit to see right? through the bullshit but like i i walk down bay street i walk down young street and sometimes i'm like wow there's thousands hundreds of thousands of people walk past like a little girl or like uh old lady who's just down and out like life beater like she doesn't have the will to keep moving forward and i'm like there's no one like people are just walking past like not even acknowledging like not even looking you know like it's one not to get money but like to just keep walking it sucks it's like it's a moral dilemma. It's a moral I feel dilemma because yeah. I, I personally like my stance on homelessness. It's, it's very different. Yeah. It's like I always feel like people can always help themselves. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I've experienced that. I've helped myself numerous times. Like if I didn't have, you know, something, I'd find resources. Yeah. People can be resourceful. There's always somebody that can help you. Yeah. And. If you can reach out to that person, you can get yourself out of any situation. I agree. I, my stance more is like, I agree. I feel like no one can help you until you help yourself. Exactly. But I also look at it from like, my life is only here because there are certain people in my life that were just never gave up on me. Yeah. So I try to, even little acts, I'm like, fuck. Oh, yeah, I see like someone. Buy, like, I'll buy yeah, you a I'll, coffee. It's cold outside, I'll buy you a coffee. Exactly. Like, you know or I'm mean? like, you know what? Here's like, 20 bucks yeah. and i hope like i know it's such little but i'm not you, one you, to be like pray that they use it use for something good something good yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. i'm also not like i can't help that one person i can't walk them through because i'm still going through it like yeah. i'm not at a place where where i'm my family's where they need to be or yeah. whatever so but i'm not also in the train of thought where it's like i can't just ignore them you know yeah. what i mean like no, it's for like, sure like you're at the end of the day you're still a human being that's empathetic that that has that knows what it's like to struggle yeah. right and so when you see somebody else struggling it's like you know what that feels like yeah. and you know what it also you also know what it feels like to get a help get a helping hand it's so key right like something like that you don't know if that can change someone's life absolutely right like a cup of coffee you don't know if that's like all they needed to just warm up and fucking get going Half glass full compared to half glass empty mentality, exactly. right? So. Exactly. And sometimes, like, I try to be more like that. Yeah. It is difficult because I do know, like, a lot of these homeless guys, they're just, they're, they're just not going to use it for good. Yeah. And that's a sad part. Like, it's I a don't, moral dilemma. Like, yeah. I don't want to believe that, yeah. but you, I just know that that's a fact, yeah. right? And it's like, I'll help you, you know. I have a bunch of jackets. You want some jackets? You want to be warm? I'll give you a jacket. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely there. Sh there should be more programs to help. It's systemic. People. It's a yeah. the system. It's like I don't know if it'll ever change because we live in a very capitalist capitalist. <laughs> so there's people who are always gonna get fucked over. You know, like yeah. So for sure. I don't like until we change that. I don't know if we could change the amount of people that are gonna be homeless. Yeah. The amount of people that are going to to come up come up short you know what i mean so i feel like what we could do as 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 a society is like giving someone money is not the solution no, because no. it they're only programmed to what their environment is so yeah. if they're abusing drugs they'll keep abusing drugs yeah. so how can we make sure people are more financially literate how can we make sure if you're in a low-income neighborhood not to resort into violence um doing illegal shit 
which I'm lucky to to it could have steered that way for me but yeah. I, like I said I had absolute angels in my life where they were like you know one thing that that I personally believe in and still something still kind of like a goal of mine in a way is to create a gym space where it takes kids off the streets powerful you know man. what I mean because I worked at a YMCA, like an overnight YMCA, like a few years ago, like maybe 10 years ago or something. And I would see a lot of kids coming from Etobicoke, yeah. Regent Park, you know, Flemo, just coming over to the YMCA to play games, to play basketball. basketball yeah. And I was like, kids would be sneaking into the gym. And I'd be like, you know what, man? I'm not even mad because, yeah. like, at least you're here. Yeah, not in the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it sucks that I still had to, had a job to do. Yeah. And, but like, got to kick this guy out. I was like, yo, like, come on. Like, you really want me to kick this guy out? Yeah. Like, it's 3 in the morning. Where do you think he's going to go? Yeah. Where do you think these kids are going to go? And usually when you kick them out of those healthier spaces. Then, then they, they start to think, I'm not welcome here. Where am I welcome? Yeah, and then and then those kind of demons, then they start. That's That's their prey. They look outside those healthy spaces and they're like, this kid looks defeated. You know, like it's time, it's time for us to recruit. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's kind of what I want in the future is to create something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like have a space where it's like, oh yeah, like you want to play games here, come over, come over, have some, have a program where it's like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, you're a rapper. Have you thought about writing? Oh, you're a good writer. Guess what, man? That could be a screenplay. That could be a short skit. You could write for a show. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, but there's none, there's none of that because to, I guess the government, it's not profitable immediately. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's people who are doing it though. Like kickback, shout out, kickback, connect those guys. Like they don't have to do it, but they're doing it because they grew up in those neighborhoods. Right. And it, it, it inspires like people like ourselves to be like, like I said, like you don't need to be rich to help. Like these guys literally are just spending so much of their time and using their like, putting so much their hours and the resources. Yeah, they they reconnect because they went to the path. You know, they yeah. went they went through everything and they were like, yeah, we need to pave the way for the future generation. Yeah. So what they've created is like accessibility but being able to talk to the kids in the language that they're able to digest because yeah. you can't be like all preppy to these kids like you can't be a ceo of facebook and then talking to the guy no these kids are gonna be like <laughs> what the fuck like <laughs> get like, out of here bro. yeah like these kids names are like young so wavy like <laughs> well they, 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 they can't relate to like having james yeah like, or they can't even relate to like having lunch every day like a lot of the violence stems from like not having not having just kids being hungry so like psychologically they just get like it's almost like animal like they're they're primal they're primal like even me like a lot of as a kid my my times where i've acted the most violent or is when i tap into that it's almost primal where i'm like it's just a projection of the struggle that i'm going through my environment you know what i mean so being able to articulate like it's okay that you feel these things it's okay that you're going through these things but there's an alternative route and like 
you know what I mean? So shout out to those guys, man. That's Super dope. I want to be involved in that. Like I want to be, I want to be more involved in that kind of thing because I feel like I'm somebody who doesn't, maybe not necessarily grew up in that environment to yeah. the fullest. I, you know, I've been around it, right? But I'm also the type that's that didn't know what I wanted. Mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wasn't like I really, I wasn't good at anything. Like I was, I was one of those kids that I just wasn't good at anything. Were you like good, like, like were you just like athletic though? Like, could you play every sport? Like one of those. I played kids? basketball. Mm. I played baseball. Yeah. I played soccer. I oh, played so that's you're of one of those kids. You just played but, every sport. Yeah, but I never played. I was never on a team. Mm. I never signed up for the teams. I would just play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not good at photography, videography. I was never good at. I was never good at. You know audio technically i wasn't good at video games i wasn't good at i would just do things right until i found what was kind of what kind of worked what made your heart sink type thing yeah 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 and and now 30 years old almost 30 years old this is what i found that's amazing bro. this is what i found right and yeah. it's all because i tried different things that's important though man like four years i was a tur- five years i was a personal trainer mm. right and i was like i always thought this is my thing yeah I always thought that that training people was my thing until I didn't. I was like, you know what? There, this industry is not what it seems. Like the fitness industry didn't. It's not what it's all what it seems, right? Like a lot of people are in it just to look good and just to make the money. I was in it to help people move and feel better. But that's a skill, I think. That's a superpower, being able to pivot, because a lot of people are still doing those, doing jobs that they don't believe in. Just because, like, they don't, they don't have like the cojones to like be like, yeah, like I could jump off ship, yeah, and just be like, I'll restart, you know. So kudos to you, man. Like that's a skill. That's a skill in itself, a superpower, I would say, in itself. I appreciate that, you know, and like one of those things. It's one of the reasons why I want to be involved in projects like that and like helping the youth because, you know, I always felt the pressure growing up of. You have to do this. Yeah. This is the only way to be successful. Yeah. You go to school, you do this, and then you get a job, and you need stability. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, you need stability, but like, I, I don't work that way. Yeah. I never have. Like, I'm surprised now that I've held on to a job for two years. Like, to a nine-to-five. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I had Nike retail job, but it, that wasn't really a job. Yeah. That was like a kid's job. Like, you know what I mean? A trainer for four years, that was cool, but I made my own hours. Yeah. I had my freedom, right? It wasn't a job job. It was more entrepreneurial. Yeah. yeah. Like, security, nine to five, that's like a job job. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm surprised I held on to that. It's just testament to your character, though. Like, right? And, like, just the fact that I'm able to do this whenever I want, yeah. and that, to me, is a, is a freedom, right? And, like, to be able to help kids you know find that yeah. i think that would be one of the most beneficial things ever because yeah, we need more creative people we do i mean that's the future like kids like I, i'm on i i don't have tiktok but whenever i go on it i'm like yo our future generation already surpassing our generation for oh, creative 100%. talent like it's it's an absolutely crazy like even just how witty they are. They're just way funnier than we are. Like, yeah. And like, just figuring out how 
to make something out of nothing. Oh, literally, crazy. it's like TikTok was nothing, yeah. and then out of nowhere, you're a million followers in. Like 10 million followers just fucking doing sharp elbows. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're like dancing or yeah. like just like little things, like funny things. I'm like, whoa, like I'm even yeah. finding this funny. <laughs> you you know? know, it's a crazy. And just na- being able to navigate through that and, and, and telling themselves that, yeah, this is a viable thing. Right? Because look at, look at Vine. That's true. You remember Vine? Yeah. Fucking that Vine. That was TikTok uh, version one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like all those Viners, you have Logan Paul and like the Paul brothers. Those yeah. guys are millionaires now. Cra- they're doing like crazy shit. From Vine, from yeah. seven second videos, not even 10. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. <laughs> I'm like, you know how creative got to be to make something for, se- like, make somebody laugh in seven seconds? So and fact. tell an entire story in seven seconds. Yeah, you need to be creative difficult. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, mind you, they had teams. Yeah. But somebody still had to write it. Fact. And act it. Fact. Right. It's fucking wild, man. It's so wild. Yeah. Well, man, it's almost been an hour and a half. Uh, you know, I want you. To, I want to thank you for having me, and uh, you know, amidst this whole Corona pandemic thing. I appreciate you, you know having I mean? me, man. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Like, you know, we connected uh, during an event. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, back then, I never had a podcast. Yeah. I never had this whole thing. But I knew, I was like, yeah, I got to connect with this guy more. I appreciate like, that, man. There, Likewise. There, there's, there's something about you that, like, made me want to just, like, connect and, and I, talk and, like, pick your brain and, like. Thank you. You know man. what I mean? Likewise, like, man. Likewise. That's why I reached out to you even after that on social and stuff. So that's the power of social. Because yeah. without it, we would have been able to connect. <laughs> you know and shout mean? out Aaron, too, for his event. Shout out Aaron uh, Legend, man. Yeah. I got to have out, that guy on. Yeah. Shout, shout out Legend Gang for, for being able to facilitate this connection. You so. know, for sure, man. Yeah. And, like, yo, tell people where, where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram, Josh underscore TSP. Um, you can follow uh, our business pages at Toronto Sports Performance at District TO um, to kind of catch a vibe and see see what we're up to. Um, but yeah, like anyone that that I feel like I've tried to, I've done two things before I gave too much access to myself, but I've also realized I need to keep giving like. You know, like a like we said, a conversation could change someone's yeah. life, and it could be about like the dumbest shit. Like, and we're just shooting the shits. But um, if anyone ever needs like someone to just pick their brain off something, I might not be able to respond right away, but I'll promise I'll respond. And, he and always I'm like, responds, man. <laughs> this guy always responds. And and provide access. So that's my thing. I I never want to be big time enough to be like. Even when I get to the places that I think I would get to, I'll always be there for 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 the man of the people type thing. Same here. Like I I, I never want to just be that guy. Like you know, some of you are like, oh man, your your show's so good. I was like, it's okay. Like I guess like it's starting. Like I'm. It's fire though, man. Like, you know, like it's okay. Like Filipinos got to take be, be better at taking compliments. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, we're that's, we're that's, horrible. That's, <laughs> We're horrible at that, man. <laughs> That's one thing that I got to work on this year is, like, actually accept the fact that I am now a creator. Oh, you are. Most definitely like, you're a creator. I, yeah. I always hated that. I was like, no, nah, I'm not a creator. I just do this. I never called myself a photographer. I never called myself a videographer. I was like, I make videos. 
I take pictures. Like, I'm not one of those things. But, like, now it's like, you know what? This is actually what I am now. Like, I create things now. I take photos. Like, I'm a photographer. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, as you said, Filipinos got to take, uh, got to. We're way too humble. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Even, I guess. like, yeah, they, they don't they, know how to do it, man. They, 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 they roast Manny Pacquiao whenever after a fight. He's yeah. like, you know, all the boxers are like cocky and shit. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao is like, oh, oh thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, like Ginny, like whatever her name is. <laughs> and they're like, they're, they roast him because they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, I, but it's also like a downfall because we, we got to be able to take space and yeah. be like, yo, like, we're like, doing. I am this. Yeah, we're doing yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, you know, that's where that's where Filipinos fall low key. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, so big up to you, man. You're killing this you, shit, man. bro. Look, I hope so. You know, yeah. I, my goal is to always have at least just one listener to, you know, change, like yeah. to, to, to help somebody. That's like, what it's all one about. One person, right? You can't, you can't start off with a million. You got to. If 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 there's someone listens to this and they're like yo and take something away that's that's it that's I win I, and, and they're like yo I changed my life yo that's that full fulfill my life yeah to be honest because it's like you, you know, know and that's that's the ultimate goal and like I said I don't do this for money yeah. like I don't have ads running on this right number one I don't know how <laughs> number, <laughs> the time will come though man no, the time will come run ads. the time will um, come number two it's like I don't know who's listening right. But number three is like I actually ran an ad, not an ad, but like I I promoted myself on my own podcast where I was like, yeah, I have an Amazon link, click it, buy something off that link, and then I might get something out of it. I don't know, mm. right? But it never worked, so yeah. you know. That's, that's but, dope, man. but the ultimate that's... goal is to all is just I don't care for money to do this. Yeah. Like this is fun. If money comes, that it comes. It's just like, like just. It's a kickback, yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's it's just like catching a vibe, you yeah, know? and just surrounding yourself with different energies, different perspectives. Everyone learning. grows. You're learning, learning. Yeah. that's Big it. Time. I'm a student. I'm Fact. always gonna be a student. I hated school, but yep. like, like this is my way of learning, you know. And you know, hopefully, if you guys are the same way, where you don't learn traditionally, this is it. This is the way to go. Like learning through life. Yeah, man. Like we talk about access, right? We talk about these millionaires having access to different ways to make money, yeah. right? Podcasts and YouTube and social media. This is now the new access level 100%. to learn anything you want. Yeah. We now have access to successful entrepreneurs like yourself, right? I wouldn't say we're getting there, getting there. Getting there. there. But, yeah. you know, you, you've built something amidst some... You built something during something that where nothing should even be running. That's you know a good, what I mean? I got to remind myself that. I got to pinch myself sometimes <laughs> to remind myself. Like, that's crazy, yeah. right? Like, you know, and myself, like, this podcast wouldn't have happened with, with, without me going through a breakup, right? Like, yeah. and then I, instead of going down the route of going back to alcohol, yeah. I tried, never worked, yeah. right? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make something. Man, that's <laughs> that's the beauty of life, though. But think about it. You know? Like, like we talk about like people who get down and out. Sometimes you just need to experience that adversity, and you're like, yo, I'm sick and tired of these yeah. these band aids. You like, let's let, let me do something that will heal that wound fully. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, for sure. And we talked about this with uh, JP, yeah. 
Whereas you, you have to find your silver lining. Whether it's, you know, adversity through, I guess, poverty or like hardships through not having anything or breakups or death in the family or whatever, there's a silver lining in it. You just need to look and actually grab onto it. 100%. And pull yourself out. And to everyone listening to this, it's okay to feel the pain and be be down yeah but just don't give up and don't you, stay there yeah and if you feel like giving out reach out to people like us but it could feel rough i don't know how the length of the how rough it should feel like but just know like there's a when you know you're doing it for bigger than you're doing it for something bigger than yourself you'll you'll know you'll you'll, you'll know you'll you know? know so just experience the lows but just know that there's other people that they're looking up to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you're their superhero. You there, know, there's so. this thing like, where people would always say like, oh, it's not a, it's not a switch you can just turn it off, yeah. on and off. But in reality, it is a switch. It is. It is a switch because like, this, like, and all it is is productivity. Yeah. Productivity is a switch. It just happens. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you're down and out. You know, you're trying to, you know, do whatever to, to again, put a bandaid on your, on your wound. Yeah. And out of nowhere, somebody just goes, rip. And it's like, whoa, I feel kind of good. And when you know that it feels good, that's when you know, like, I'm going to ride this wave. It's it's, life has a funny way of of playing shit out. So, yeah, man. All I can say is just like, even when it doesn't, you don't know where you're going, just keep going. You know, exactly. Like, that's the best advice I can give. That's the road I'm on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know where this is going. You just got to keep pushing, you know, And, and just. Do it, do it until, until, until it doesn't feel good, you know? So. Exactly. Or until you die, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At least, at least you die doing something that you love yeah. and that actually meant you, made you happy. Fact. As 50 you know said, I mean? 50 said, yeah, Richard, you know? that child. That exactly, child. man. And with that, we are going to end the podcast right here. Thank you guys for listening. Thank, Once again, this is the all. podcasting couch. And I'm again, your host, Jay, AKA the program. And my guest, Josh TSP. Appreciate everyone, performance. man. I appreciate everyone. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.